When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Sesh. Today, I got a special guest, Dr. Jacob Howell. How you doing, man? I've been wanting to meet you for a long time, man. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Iuvia, which is in Greek, a blessing. So uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. I know we're a day right before Thanksgiving. I know everybody's doing their their, uh, pre-Black Friday shopping. It's crazy out there, but stay safe, and hopefully you find some great deals. Shop Mercedes, by the way, the outlet. It's busy, man. So, so for everybody that doesn't know you, give them a little bit of background of yourself. Well, I am an educator at the city of, of at Mercedes, Mercedes ISD. I'm also a city commissioner there. I'm a volunteer firefighter. I'm very big on the community. I do a public service, uh, missionary work as, as well. Author, writer, entrepreneur, you know, whatever. Yeah, I do real estate uh, as well. So... I do a little bit of everything, but what, what, what I'm all about is helping the community, helping people, and just trying to be, find creative ways uh, to help people, and also just, I'm a businessman. Right. Let me, let me ask you Mod- this. I would say modern day, uh, what they say, uh, uh, like a Shakespearean gentleman, <laughs> renaissance me, man. Renaissance man. Let me ask you this, man. I, I've been in business since uh, 2015, and um, one of the things that I, I know I lack is leadership. And you're huge into leadership. So right. I was hoping that you can give me a master class into leadership, especially with the book that you wrote, uh, Positioning Your Team to Win. I think um, when I was looking through it and I was reading some of it, it's, it's very interesting because I lack a lot of those characteristics and qualities that right. I've been trying to get. And, it, it, and maybe you can shed some light on, on it for me. Well, leadership, I always feel there, there's, a, there's a scripture in, in the Bible that, that says like this. It's many are called, but few are chosen. And so even though many are called in, in, in a, I guess, to lead, and, and you can be part of that, of, I guess, a team and to do great things, but very few are chosen and have that calling or that drive to be a leader. Uh, in the book, I even talk about when I, when I was doing working on my on my PhD as well. Uh, even in, in in the theology and philosophical studies, when you study different leaderships, but even studying wolves, in leadership and wolves, they give leadership roles to different different pairings, different wolves. Even even the beta wolf at one point leads a little bit, and so not everybody can lead. And not everybody wants to lead. It takes a special individual to lead, but don't be afraid to lead. And you can still be part of that leading team, 
right? And so that's why I'm big on team yeah. because I feel that you you can do well and do more as a team, just like in any sport, being a coach there as well, being part of the, the St. Louis Cardinals organization, being part of a Big 12 championship uh, at the University of, of Texas, being on there on their uh, uh, string staff and academic mentoring uh staff as well it's we're big on team mm -hmm. and so but if you can learn in general what leadership's about that's great and there's all kinds of books on leadership and there's different styles of, of leadership as well and so you got to you got to figure out okay what fits you or what you like best i would even venture to say that in the rio grande valley there's a different style of leadership can you kind of touch on that, where, where it's the Rio Grande Valley versus, like, the upper Texas and then the nation? Right. So I would say here, leadership, I think it's more, and like I said, I, it's, it's different, like you're saying. Some are a little bit more conventional leadership, and then there's more where it's a little more advanced. And, and I feel sometimes there's more of a dictator-type leadership. And I feel Here in the valley? Somewhat. Not on not everybody. And I don't want to be, I would say, knock down anybody down. It's sometimes, but I do see that a lot, where it's either my way or the highway. If you don't right. like what we're doing, you can step away, or it's, uh, this is the way we're, we're going to do it. And uh, there's a lot of stubbornness, and I feel you got to get innovative. And that's why I'm big on innovation. I'm big on, on technology. I'm big on, on just catching up on the newest and best trends and what works best for you. I'm, you know, there's, that's okay to have conventional ways. And, but it's like an old, I guess a, an old uh, wagon wheel or whatever they say, they always say that the old phrase, you know, don't, don't, uh, you can't invent the, the wheel. Yeah. Right. Why, why invent the wheel? Why reinvent it? Why reinvent it? Mm -hmm. But I'm not driving around in a wooden wheel, are you? No. Nope. No. What's now? They got rubber. It's, they've innovated the tires. There's so different trends of, 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 of the tires. So innovation is good. Same thing with leadership. Same thing with knowledge. Same thing with education. Find what works best. What are the newer, best ways to work as a team, to be a better leader? What works? Yeah. And I feel in other areas of, the, of upstate or even out of state, that's what you'll see. You'll see a lot of of working together, teamwork, and and even okay, kind of having those conversations, those deep conversations of what works best, what's going on. And, and in the book, I talk about what the SWAT method: strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threat. There's nothing wrong. And Apple uses it, Tesla uses it, Nike uses it. Leaders will ask, okay, what what's working, what's not working, team. It's, it's a very interesting thing, man, because I feel like, like for me specifically, my style, and, and it could be wrong, mm -hmm. it, like, but, I, but it's helped me progress, is like, I like the way I do things, right? Mm -hmm. I do very, things very efficiently. Very it took me a long time to figure those things out, and when I try to train someone, they have their own way Other of way. doing it. So I, I sometimes get frustrated. It's like, no, I want it this way, I want it this way. Is that a bad thing? That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's If that's your way of doing things, it may work for you, it may not, but there's nothing wrong with with maybe trying out or, or seeking picking other people's minds. And kind right. of like a lot of times what you do here in this podcast, you've spoken to a lot of leaders, a lot of great individuals. I see the, the podcast on, online and 
and on, on social media. And you bring a lot of great speakers. I feel you can learn from those great speakers as, as well. I mean, that itself is a, is a knowledge base. That's a resource base itself. So even talking to individuals, they have and position your team to win is picking up the brain of, of another employee, of another team member, and say, what advice or what may be working, what may not be working, how do they feel? How can you use some of those and adapt to your skills, to your leadership, and make it work? Yeah. A lot of the times, it's communication as well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, uh, just, just laying down the expectations of what you're going to achieve with what your business is, mm -hmm. is, is something that most people don't do. Right. Do you see that a lot? Not, not, not so much. I mean, like I said, everybody has their, their, their own style and I totally respect that. But I feel like there's nothing wrong with trying different things or researching and getting educated on what true leadership is about. And yeah. true leadership about is helping everybody succeed as a team. Yeah. So I'm big on team than yourself. Uh, even in real estate, you know, I work with another individual, even another team, and even though um, I might split my sales with, with another gentleman or, or so, but we get more as a team right. going out there and, and, and catching more fish with, with a bigger net than I would just catching a Single, fish yeah. or two. Yeah. And it was the same, same concept. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, what are the key, I guess, characteristics that a leader needs to have? Well, I would say first you need to know, you, you find yourself. You got to know what methods, what, what type of leadership are you all about. The second thing is you got to have discipline. Discipline in yourself, discipline in, in what you're doing, because it's like they say, lead by example. Right. And if you ain't leading by example, if you want other people to do what you want to do, but you're not doing it yourself. Same thing with, like, with fitness, right? You're big on fitness. I'm big on fitness. If I was not doing things right, eating all kinds of crazy food, maybe not looking like you know, a fitness person, but yet I'm over here trying to tell somebody how to do fitness stuff and, and a healthy lifestyle. They wouldn't take you seriously. And they're not going to take the same thing. Yeah. If somebody do, is not successful in a business and they can't even keep their house or business in order, how in the world are you going to tell someone how to run a business? Right. How are you going to tell someone the X's and O's on how to run their business and economics of the way they do their finances and, and, so, and, and so out? It's not going to work. You got to lead by example. So you got to believe in yourself. You got to look at yourself. What's your beliefs? And you got to lead by example. Yeah. And I would even go as far as to say that that for me, for example, when I'm doing like my digital marketing campaigns and advertising campaigns, it doesn't work for everybody. But for the ones it works for, it works really well. And I found that that I can't tell everybody like this is going to work for you. This is going to work for you because at one point I was giving a guarantee to everybody, and then I found out really fast that sometimes it just doesn't work it, for some right, people. Right. It's it's about adaptation as well. It's it's failure and success. And, of course, we've been talked about we're both big on SpaceX, Absolutely. innovation, and even, even like, again, marketing and pushing the book here as well is I talk about SpaceX in the book. And that's what blowing up rockets to me is about. As other people may criticize blowing up rockets in the book, I talk about how blown up rockets, watching those rockets go up, just recently getting blown up as well. Here, if you all, if you all saw that one, it's one step closer to success. 
And same thing with business. It's Henry Ford, for example, uh, Einstein, Edison. How many light bulbs did the guy blow up? It took him over what hundred thousand times yeah. to get the right thing. Same thing. It may or may not work. It's trial and error. But yeah. every time a rocket gets blown up, every time there is a a, a negative a balance or something on, on your spreadsheet in business or something. Okay, what can you learn from it? How can we improve? It's, don't take it as a loss. Same thing with football. When you're losing those scrimmages, you scrimmage in the game, what do you do? You regroup, you learn, you watch film, and you get what works for you, what worked, what didn't work, and you make, you make a new game plan. Same thing with business. Uh, there's not a simple or straight method to it. It's about adaptation. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it. What works for you may not work for someone else, but what we can do is, is take, as a team, as other individuals, is, okay, what worked with this guy? Take notes. What worked with this guy? We can take pieces. Yeah. I've heard one gentleman say one time, is the best thing that I can tell you, uh, Jake, is to be successful is be a great thief. I said, great thief? What are you talking about? I didn't steal nothing. He said, take and steal ideas from everybody you can. Listen to them and write them down. And because get their knowledge and make, and make it a little bit of your own and add up, add, up, add up your inventory. And he was right. You know, it wasn't necessarily steal the idea, but it was more of just picking people's brain, get what works for them and figuring out. Say, you know what? That worked. That worked. That worked. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Just trial and error, getting ideas and, and kind of making it your own, adapting it to, to you. Yeah. Let's touch on that. Uh, that piece of the super heavy rocket right there. Um, Man, it's crazy. I my love buddy, it. My buddy Curtis got that. Uh, so this look, you're about it, to burn this. Yeah, and- I'm about to burn it. Look at that. It's like. It does nothing. So this was on the super heavy rocket. And I think you touch on that perfectly because um, when it blew up, I was looking at social media and everybody was like, wow, that's stupid. They're dumb. It's like, well, you don't get it. Like they have to. They have to, to figure those it out. Tests, they're tests. You they're know, billion dollar tests. B- billion dollar <laughs> tests, but they're one step closer to success. Yeah. One step closer to success. Every blown up rocket is, a, is an opportunity. They're getting closer to getting to the Mars, to, to getting to wherever they, they, they need to do to, to make that, that successful goal, their mission, their vision. Yeah, to push humanity forward. I, I find it fascinating that SpaceX is right here in our I backyard, know. man. Can you touch on that? I love it. I know uh, not so long ago I was in the news. I mean, I'm, I'm known as one of those innovative, crazy commissioners, politician guys. I don't consider myself a politician. I consider myself a public servant. But Elon Musk, Elon Musk, SpaceX, if you're watching anybody, any tech companies, SpaceX, Tesla, come on over to Mercedes. Let's talk, some, let's talk something out. We got plenty of opportunities. We got land Let's figure it out. Come to Mercedes. And that's pretty much when I was on, on the news not so long, about another, about a year or two ago. He was like, this guy's crazy. This guy's trying to bring Elon Musk to Mercedes. This guy's trying to launch rockets out of Mercedes. This guy's trying to bring Tesla to Mercedes. But is that so far-fetched? No. I don't think it. I think we're right in the middle. And what's wrong with that? It's a lot of people liked it. A lot of people, I mean, I got a, I got a, a lot of hurrahs for it. A lot of great younger people. Gener- the younger generation obviously loved it. Some of the older generation was great. Obviously, there is a lot of conservative people in the Valley, even in Mercedes, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think we could, you can get the both of, of both worlds, right? The best of both worlds. But I think it, we need a, innovation 
And moving forward is key. You know, we talked about the, the, the tires, right? We don't drive around in, in wooden tires anymore, in chariots and any you know, of that stuff. It, it's the same method of transportation, but it's improved. Same thing with business methods. Yeah. We can Im improve. So uh, SpaceX is doing wonders, obviously, with, with their rockets. And, and them being in the valley, it's put the valley as well more on the map, more recognition. And I'm just trying to do the same thing for the mid-valley and for Mercedes. There's opportunities out there. I mean, the future is endless. Uh, we're just touching base on things. And, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, there, you look at the growth of the valley. Yeah. You look at the it's growth. Tremendous. It's, it's tremendous. And it's been in a short period of time. So you could imagine, I mean, in another 20, 30 years from now, I mean, I was, uh, hopefully we still look younger. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I think by, I think by that older? time we'll, we'll be able to crack the code of, uh, of lifelong. Right? We could, we'll be something, able to live to 200, something. 300 or something. But you imagine the growth of the valley. I still think that far bridge will still be under construction, by the way. But <laughs> that's, that's sure. another thing. But, yeah, innovation is good. We need innovation. And I talk about that. If you talk in the book, I know most business people, for example, and many people, it's not a, a new idea you know, that they've criticized, but they use it, is Blockbuster and Netflix. It should have been, right now we should be saying, hey, let's do Blockbuster and chill. And I did a presentation at the Business of Entrepreneurship, and those guys were cracking up. And like, <laughs> you mean Netflix and chill? I said, no, Blockbuster and chill. Like, what do you mean? Well, because if you may or may not know, if you, you know, know a little bit more of leadership and business, you've done your research, Blockbuster had the opportunity to acquire Netflix because mm -hmm. they got approached and they said, nah, we're, we're okay, we're good. At the time, Blockbuster was number one in videos, rentals, and all that. They were all, we don't, we don't, we don't need a, what is this streaming stuff? Right. We, don't, we don't need this stuff. Eh, we're good. And now, look what happened to them. I think there's like a documentary there's only like one there's blockbuster one, yeah. left it's if crazy. any and look at netflix i mean yeah. hell i was watching netflix uh, <laughs> last night yeah it's, it's an interesting thing man because the, the technology Streaming and all yeah. that yeah. technology has pushed the advancement of everything like yes. i use chat gpt every day now like i don't think people really understand how fast technology travels and you touched on something very interesting about the demographics of mercedes so you talked about the younger people and the older people. What are the mentality? I'm interested in this. What is the mentality of the younger crowd? The younger crowd wants that innovation. They want growth. They want that boom. And I think some of the older crowd is, well, they do want the infrastructure, a lot of things fixed. I mean, you've been to Mercedes. Your family's from Mercedes as well. Yeah. And, and you know, we need a lot of improvement, just like many of, of the smaller communities, and we're big on that. But my whole thing is this. The bigger businesses that we bring in, the more revenues we bring in, those revenues will go into fixing and improving your infrastructure. We can still have that, uh, uh, I would say, the conservative neighborhoods and, and, and areas. I mean, you go to my calendar, there's still areas yeah, tons, yeah. In, of conservative neighborhoods mm -hmm. same thing and we're saying we can do that but the the newer generation they want that innovation they want the boom they want all that stuff the older ones are a little bit timid yeah. they're a little bit scared they're afraid of losing 
our local businesses. They're, they're afraid of the growth. What's going to happen? Are they going to come knock down our neighborhoods and stuff? And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I think we can embrace and we need to learn to embrace the innovation, the technology to improve the society and to improve the community. Yeah. You know, the first time that I heard when you popped on my, my radar was when you were talking about cryptocurrencies cryptocurrency, for Mercedes. Yes. I was like, there's the guy that knows the future of Mercedes, yeah. man. So can you kind of touch on what you were talking about at that time? Because uh, I've been a huge proponent of Bitcoin. I'm just checking my Robin Hood right now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little bit green. It's, it's green. Up. It's a good thing. I but... know we've talked about it a little bit. So yeah, cryptocurrency, another thing that I was kind of on, on the news about and you know, you take some criticism, you not, you know, some, yes, no, some are excited about it, some a little scared about it. I, we're, Mercedes was on the news and on some magazines, some crypto magazines, and, and on, it got some light on being one of the first cities, especially the first one in the valley, and one of the first ones in the state, and very few in the nation that was trying to use or accept cryptocurrency has payment. Mm -hmm. uh, I put that on the agenda and other commissioners and what, mayor, did, what did they say? What were, what were their thoughts? They probably thought I was a little crazy <laughs> like most people, but it, it's a good crazy, right? Very yeah. respectful. They, you know, it's, it's conservative. Again, Mercedes is very conservative. Those guys are great guys, kind of conservative, but they were respectful, willing to listen to the idea. And it's something where we actually approved it. We approved it, waiting for, to, to, I guess, the way they delayed the pitch count was to, while we looked further into it, researched it a little bit further, but we'll approve it. And so we're trying to accept cryptocurrency has payment yeah. there at the city of Mercedes. And at some point after they finish researching it, hopefully we can get get it on in fact i need to put it on the agenda and, and to kind of seal the deal but i think more cities should do it i think the fear is because of the ups and downs of the crypto yeah the volatility let oh. me ask you this uh how hard is it for a city entity to invest in like let's say bitcoin very it's it's almost illegal really it's almost illegal and because it's not your money it is the taxpayer's um money and, and that's something which I looked into and I totally understand, you know, I wouldn't want to risk other people's money in, in that yeah. because of the, like you're saying, the ups and downs, the way the market is, but accepting it would, is different. So let's just say I came in with my crypto wallet or whatever, and I wanted to pay my light bill. Okay. I would just go ahead and transfer that to a third party. Let's just say bit, bit pay mm -hmm. transferred over to bit pay. Let's say Mercedes, we hosted that was the server. We had a, a BitPay account, and all they would do is we would, I would pay BitPay my light bill of uh, let's just say two hundred dollars, and then BitPay would turn around pay the city of Mercedes into cash, yeah. USD. It just converts two hundred dollars, right? And yeah. I think the 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 worrisome or the issue was okay. Well, what if we pay you? We paid. We accepted your two hundred dollars a day, but then tomorrow it's Hundred and fifty dollars yeah. or a hundred dollars, and no, that's not the the way it works. We already did the transaction at at the time of the trend, at the time of the market. At it that was two hundred, and it already sealed. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because I was I was thinking about back in twenty fourteen when McAllen paid uh, overpaid one point one million dollars for the holiday parade, and yeah. and I did a, an assessment. I was like, if they had invested. 
In 2014, at the time, Bitcoin was $350. If they had invested the $1.1 million today in today's 2023, it would be oh, worth $116 yeah. million. Dollars. Yes. So that's what I was asking about. How how can a city entity invest in they it? Would, they would just have to put it, I guess, to vote with your public, and they can vote on it. Say, you know what, public, this is what we're thinking of doing. And they would have to be like a special item, a special poll yeah a special i guess election and it would be on the ballot if that's what somebody wanted to so it would be have to be through the general consensus of the community yes and yeah, they're yes. unlikely to to oh, approve yeah. it because they yeah. just don't have education right. or information but i think there's it. possibly maybe other other ways don't don't get me wrong uh, legal, of course legally we want to do everything legally Absolutely. and ethically and that's what i'm i'm big on that is as well so but I think in investing into the community, investing into businesses, investing into the future of your, of your town is critical. And that's what I think every public official and person that's invested into their community should be doing is thinking ahead. How can we invest and make our city better? What can we do? Not now, but do something now for five, ten 20 years from now yeah. or our future. Yeah, because, I mean, Mercedes is going to be around for a long time. So Shop Mercedes. Shop Mercedes, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's, it's interesting, too, because I did a, a research on... So McAllen has a $661 million budget for 2023 to 2024. If they were to invest 1% into Bitcoin today... The the astronomical so if they they were to invest one percent it would be six point one million dollars okay over yeah. the next one to two years that can appreciate if Bitcoin goes up to one hundred and fifty thousand to even a hundred thousand or fifty thousand because it's not thirty seven right now so that's why I'm super interested in how a city can invest in it but the right way and right I found, the right way yeah and, and I would think it would take some financial analysis some financial experts which most cities. Higher, but they but they would just shoot do, that down do because of the volatility, right? Probably, but I'm sure there's some type of uh, there, there's a, 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 a some type of way, right? A, another way besides the ballot that maybe it can it can be done. Yeah. You know, things change all all the time, but on the lap side of it, you got to think. Okay, has a has a community member think? Well, I'm gonna invest some of this money, and are they just gonna throw it away? Yeah. Are they, is it going to go down? I mean, they're, so they're going to be worried. They're going, you know, they're going to be worried. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's some cities that have made some, some horrible, and I'm, I'm going to be straight honest with you, some horrible investments. Yeah. And even some, there's a lot of dirty politicians as well out, out there as well. Yeah. Not all of them are bad, but there's been some. Maybe because those very few, and there's some out there, they've given. Everyone else almost a bad name, and we're always under a, a, a microscope. Yeah. Well. Let me let me preface this by saying, uh, never take adv investment advice from me specifically, because I am the person that, with my business partner back in 2020, when we were investing heavily in NFTs, yeah, and we bought digital land, we bought a ton of, of yeah. NFTs. NFTs have kind of yeah, and they going up again a little bit. Yeah, they're but. starting to go up, but we spent about well, he spent twenty seven thousand dollars on NFTs with the guidance of me. Right, mm -hmm. and if we had put that into Bitcoin today, it would have been worth two hundred thirty-nine thousand dollars. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rob. <laughs> 
but that's that's the thing. That's the volatility. If if you're willing to risk, you get big returns. And if you don't, well, then that's just how it is. Look, I'm big on on risks as well, and I think it takes some risks as well, right? I don't like to risk other people's monies. Don't get me wrong, but I think as a whole, there needs to be some type of risk involved. You know, I always say, even during my election, if you want a guy that's going to swing for home runs, I'm your guy. Babe Ruth, great example. I'm big on, on sports. Obviously, I'm, I'm a coach. And Babe Ruth, if number one, he, for a while, he was the number one guy, strikeout king. Strikeout king, number one. But the positive side of it is what? He was the home run king. He took so many swings, missed. No one really talks too much about that. They talk mm -hmm. about what? His home runs. He took a lot of risks. In order to hit those home runs, you're going to have to take those big swings sometimes. So I think in, even in business. But I think now you got to make it be smarter. You got to be calculated. They yeah. got to be calculated risks. Yeah. Calculated. And I think a lot of these big businesses, that's what, that's what they do as well. You got to be smart about it. Yeah. If you really think about it, like over the long term, there's not that many great businesses. Like if you go over a hundred years, there's probably like four businesses that have lasted that long. So it's about adaptation, adapting technology. I mean, and yes, the, it's Sears, for example. In fact, this maintenance, we're talking about the, you know, I was running a little late. Maintenance guy came to my house for Sears. And we're like, Sears, man. A Sears appliance guy came over like, where is the next local Sears? Well, they kind of work out of a remotely, hmm. believe it or not, because there's no Sears anymore. Yeah. And so, and Sears used to be huge. I remember going as a kid to the mall, my dad getting me a G.I. Joe or Transformer there at, at Sears. Everybody would get their appliances, everything's at Sears. There's no more Sears, you know, if, if there is, I mean, they're rare. Yeah. But a lot of those guys work remotely, do, do their things or, or whatever. So... It's, it's, it's about adaptation. It's about... Let me ask you this. I've always been curious. When I was driving up to, to Austin the other day in San Marcos, the, the outlets out there, they're completely empty and bare. Like, what happens to that land? Who pays for that? Well, that, see, that's, that's where it's, it's, it, the, the community that took a hit. See, there was some investment made into that land. Even like going to Corpus, even that area, it's like... It's it's kind of emptied out, yeah. and that was a nice little area. Yeah, and it, it didn't right last very long. It, it was it was right near the the ballpark, and it wasn't even that long ago. But they just shipped out and and left. And even for a while, even the Mercedes we were kind of getting worried. We were trying to like bring in businesses, and we've lasted. We've gone. We've survived a lot of storms. But yes, unfortunately, a community takes the hit. The taxpayer base takes a hit. That's why it's very important for leadership. And I talk about it in the book. And it, it, crazy. it sounds crazy. Leaders, bad leadership can kill you. Bad leadership can kill you. And you're like, well, in the book, I talk about it. And it was funny because it was during when that Titanic, mm -hmm. that submarine was going looking oh, for yeah, the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. And I was just finishing up the book. I talk about it. Bad leadership in the book. I talk about how the captain and his, his, his uh, lieutenants and, and thing of the ship. I did a little research, obviously. They, they failed in many levels to do what was right for the passengers of the Titanic. They, he was in charge. He was the leadership. And what happened? All those people, a lot of people died. They sank the ship pretty much. A huge. So just think of the Titanic as a huge company or a city. Bad leadership can not only can kill you, 
Bad leadership can destroy a community. It can destroy a business. It's, it's crazy. That's why leadership is vital and important to have the right leadership in place. And that goes right in hand in hand with uh, 10 to 12 million businesses are going to close every single year. So what are some, some advice that you can give these businesses to weather the storm, to last another year, to last another five years, another 10 years? What, what can you tell them? I would say just collaboration. Collaboration with your leaders. Collaboration with your business partners. Collaboration with the head honchos, right? The big wigs on top. What are we doing to prepare ourselves? They're in the city Mercedes, for instance. Uh, about a year or two ago, when there was a rumor of maybe potentially another pandemic coming in, I put in the agenda. I said, okay, I want a financial and COVID, another COVID or pandemic plan in place. What did we learn during the pandemic that we could adapt now and make some type of blueprint of if we get hit with another pandemic, if we get hit with some, un some financial unstability, what can we do to help our small businesses? What can we do to make sure that we're not losing our city employees and we're still be able to run our city? Yeah. You, you need to have those what ifs. A lot of people don't like to talk about those, those conversations. I think you need to have those what ifs conversation. If you're in school, whether you're in business, even with, with your family, what, the what if, there's nothing wrong with the what if questions. You gotta have a plan. Scratch that. You got to have a plan of action. What's going to be your business plan? What's going to be your plan of action to be successful if or what if there's another pandemic? What if we get in some financial issues? What if things ain't going good? Same thing. And again, it starts with leadership. Make sure you have the right leadership and a collaboration and those talks in place and a business plan in place to be successful. Be able to adapt, be able to use innovation. And that's what it's about. You got to have those conversations, that teamwork. Everybody has to be involved, just like the that pack of wolves. Yeah. They hunt together, they eat together. Same thing with the business. Yes, they have leaders, but you got to work as a team. Yeah. And we're either going to go down sinking like the Titanic as a team, or we're going to sell that ship away. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I feel like nowadays it's very hard to find mentors and if they even exist. Uh, do you feel the same or? I do. I do. I think there's very few positive, good mentors nowadays. And I think having a mentor is important. I think finding the right guys is, is important or girl. Right, I mean, not to be uh, sexist or anything, because there's a lot of, of course, f females, business, strong, strong-minded females that know very smart. They yeah. know what the heck they're doing, and very successful. Nothing wrong with with uh, picking their brain, and a lot of them, many of them, can outwit men. Yeah. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of great females that are nowadays taking great leadership roles where years passed because they were a female, they were overlooked. So there's a lot of great, smart females out there and great, you know, God, God bless them, continue to, to bless them in their, in their minds. And we need, that's why we need a, other females and being, being a dad of, of daughters, finding and looking up to those ladies so they can have those positive role models, those yeah. positive mentors. But I think finding mentors is, has been difficult. But it's important 
to, to find a mentor and picking their brain. But I, I'll tell you this, and I'll throw you a curveball. Even finding not a good mentor and picking his brain, if I was a, let's say, a MLB pitcher, I would go, I would go with, okay, I would go find a Nolan Ryan. I would go find a Nolan Ryan, what works for him, what, what worked, what can I use, what, what did he do to succeed, how could he help me? But I would also find a guy that didn't make it very much, was getting hit off every, almost every other pitch, yeah. probably was in the majors maybe five days, ten days. What didn't work? Because I feel like you can learn again Absolutely. from the negative guys. Yeah, you're right because uh, where I work out, shout out to Mike at BDA. Uh, he trains Aaron Nixon, which plays for the Yankees. Oh, yeah, yes. Young yes, kid, 21-year-old, yes. and I, I get to work out next U to him, UT man. guy. Yeah, UT guy. I get to work out next to him. I was like, I admire his work ethic, man. This guy is a beast. Yeah. And, and I'm in there complaining about lifting heavy weights, and this guy's just doing it, boom, no matter what. Every single yes. day, he was calling Mike uh, when he was in, uh, I think, just coming back from the holidays. He's like, hey, Mike, you're going to be at the gym. I want to train. He's like, yeah, when are you going to get here? He's like, I'll get here later today. Can we train today? Yeah. That's the mentality that I saw. I was like, wow, wow. It's a different mindset. Yeah. It's a winning mindset, which is another book. But it's about having that winning mindset. And that's what those, a lot of those positive mentors, a lot of, even to be successful, it's, it's a mindset. Does that come from, from like being brought up that way or just mentally being in, in that company with people that are the same way? In my opinion, again, my opinion, because I can only speak for myself and observing other people is I can't tell you necessarily it's innate, right? It's brought into you, but I, I don't think it's something like that is in my opinion, right? I feel something like that is learned upon, right? You don't, you don't, I'm going to say you're born a winner. We're all kind of born a winners in, in a way. We think about the miracle of conception, but, and, and the, I just feel like you learn. You learn and you adapt and that winning mindset has to come from a drive, from a will. Yeah. And if you don't have that drive and that will to be successful and to be able to take those hits, those bad days, because there's not every day you're going to feel good in any sport, in business, no matter what. But that consistency, you've talked about in some of those podcasts yeah. of being consistent. The consistency, the discipline, the willingness and drive to be successful is going to have to come from something from within. Yeah. What's your drive? What is your drive? And you have to ask yourself that. You have to look in the mirror and say, do I want this? What is it going to take? What is it about that that most people won't take the action for it? I'll tell you straight up. It's the hits. It's the bad days. It's the rainy days. It's the stormy days. That's what it's about. I remember the first day when I got into my Ph.D. program. I went back to get my Ph.D. program. And I got, my, got all my stuff, got the email. I got my first assignments. I said, are you kidding me? I almost cried. In fact, I ain't, I'm, a lie, I'm not going to lie to you. I cried <laughs> pretty much. I said, what in the world did I get into? And I had to check myself. I called the professor. And that's because you have a family, you have a business, yes, you're a yes, commissioner, yes. you're juggling. I, I was like, like, and some of the words that he told me and encouraged me when I talked to the dean and my professor was like, look, how bad do you want it? What is it that you're going to, do you really want it? It's not, it's not, it, it, you have to chip away at it, but if this is really what you want to do, you're going to have to 
Put your faith in God and do it. Because you, you have the will. You could have the drive to do it. But you're going to have to search down, son. And that's what I did. And I feel a lot of people are not willing to go through that pain, to go through those drive, those bad days, those stormy days, rainy days, to get to where they want to get. Yeah. And even in the business, is every day going to be a, a great day? No. So there might be some slow days. Are you willing to get through the slow days to get to the busy days, yeah. the red hot days? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, I'll tell you this. The, the one thing that, that lifting weights taught me was discipline because before that, I, I, I didn't get to any results for at least six months. And it took me six months to get some type of decent results. And I was like, oh, this is what it's about. So I figured like two to three years down the line, if I just keep showing up and showing up and not ever stopping, I'll get the body that I have in my head. Right. So and it's funny that you talk about that and interesting because what's coming up, holidays yeah. and then the new year. I was a personal trainer, strength coach for many years, kind of still, you know, of course, take care of myself as the best that I can and give it advice and some consultation on that. But I'll tell you this, as a, a secret, as a personal trainer, as a business personal training consultant that, that would do as well is the New Year resolution. It's huge for, for, for gyms, huge yeah. for people. That's one of the big biggest money makers. Well, I'll tell you the secret is a lot of those businesses, why do you think they have those $10 deals, the no fees, the no that? Hook think, them in. Hook them in. Why? Because they know the research shows, and it, it's been done by a Stanford research. Stanford, which is a yeah. great. Stanford did a, a study on it. And I remember talking about this uh, one time to somebody is they know that, well, I'll tell you this real quick. How, it takes about four weeks, three to four weeks to finally get hypertrophy, to finally start seeing some growth, mm -hmm. right? If you, if you know about the muscle cells, the growth, the hypertrophy. And, it, and if you're obese like I was, you don't even see that. Right. <laughs> you, you don't see it automatically, but internally it starts adjusting. It takes three to four weeks, sometimes even five weeks. Well, they have all these deals, but guess what? That's when most people, the majority of people would quit. Mm -hmm. They quit right before you're going to start seeing results. Right before the tide starts to change, what happens? You quit. And they counted on that because they give you all these great deals. They know that in three or four weeks, all these people that just came in for the New Year's resolution, they're going to be out the door. And because they know they're not revenue. willing. Right. Keeps coming in. Right. They they taking your money 
And that's it. Because they know you're not willing to put in the work. They know you don't have the self-discipline and drive to do it. Now, are they hoping you are? Yes. But they know that research and data shows they're, they're not dumb. They go by the research. They go by data analysis. And they know that, look, we're going to get flooded with people, but isn't a clear out. Because you imagine all the gym with all these great deals and all that coming in. Nobody fits all at once in the, in the gym. Right. There's no way. But the revenues and their spreadsheets show otherwise. Of course, you're still paying your memberships. You're still you're hooked up with contracts and all this other stuff. Yeah. And that's where I found the, the accountability aspect of having a trainer is invaluable because it, he keeps you accountable. And, and if you don't learn how to be accountable for yourself, then you really need someone to keep you accountable. Right. And I, now that you're talking about accountability, I love there's a chapter in the book. And I, again, am I trying to pitch the book? Yes. Please do, man. I'm trying to pitch <laughs> the book right here. Position your team to win. But in the book, one of my favorites is on, on chapter eight. And on chapter eight, I talk about Michael Jordan. Everybody knows the GOAT. Michael Jordan. He made people around him better. Tom Brady, what do the guys do? He goes to Tampa. He goes New, he's in New England, win championships. He goes to Tampa, win a championship. Those guys make people better. Well, in game six of the NBA Finals in 1997, he had the game against the Utah Jazz. I remember seeing that game with my, with my dad. Got, you know, great man. God rest his soul in, in peace. But sitting outside barbecue, we had the TV outside. Michael Jordan had the game winner shot against the Utah Jazz. What does he do? He passes it over to an unknown at the time, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Who had heard of Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr takes the game winning shot, wins the game, locks it in. Bulls win another championship. Did he trust Steve Kerr? Yeah. If he didn't trust Steve Kerr, if he would have not held Steve Kerr accountable in practice, in all the other games that they played behind the scenes, he would not have passed it to, to Steve Kerr. Not only was Steve Kerr trusted to take the game when he shot by Michael Jordan, but I'm sure he was going to be accountable whether he missed it, that shot, or made the shot. You got to take accountability for your actions and even and as a team and, your, and as a leader. We talked about the leadership. That's one, thing, that's one skill as well is about accountability. I think a lot of times we're not accountable for what we do. We're not accountable for our team. We're not accountable for our business. And that needs to change. The successful businesses, the successful people held not only themselves to a higher standards of accountability, but they hold other people accountable for their actions. Yeah. It's about trust and accountability. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this before we finish off the podcast. Uh, I believe in health, wealth, success, happiness. Um, but I never understood purpose. Like I didn't find purpose until like the past three years. And, and people ask me like, how did you find your purpose? Let me ask you first, how, how do people find purpose? Well, I believe that it's something that is something innate. That is something spiritually and uh, in Sichi, which is in mind, and Soma in Greek, which is the mind and body. And that's something that you're going to have to ask yourself. That's something spiritually that you're going to have to ask yourself, something that you're going to have to uh, uh, find your purpose. I feel having, you know, being big on having the, the PhD in, in leadership and in, in theology and in philosophy is something that I realize that 
I had a, had a dream. You know, my father came to me in a dream and seek and you shall find. I think everybody at some point in your life has a purpose, and, but you have to find your purpose. You have to find your drive. And I can't tell you what your purpose is. You got to find, you have to go on your little personal journey. Mm-hmm. And in life, whatever, however you may find it, and seek and find your purpose. Find your drive. What makes you happy? But is it something that is just happiness, going to the clubs, dancing? Or is it happiness and where, you know what, I, you have a purpose and a drive to make your community better, to yeah. make businesses better, to make your family better, to do something. I feel everybody has a drive and a purpose. I feel like we're not just put on here for a waste because I talk about the miracle of conception. But that's something you're going to have to go on your own personal spiritual journey and find. Yeah, and that's what I did because uh, for a long time, if I have a family, I have a business, I, I do relatively well. But I did. I lacked purpose. So one day I just decided, you know what? This is going to be my purpose, and I'm going to stick my stake in the ground. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, and it's to have a positive impact on the people that are around me, and, as and, many people and, as possible. And that's the key. That's the, exactly what, you, what you're saying. But is that a wrong way to think? Because no, I just decided, no. like, you know what? I, I don't know my purpose. I'm not getting any feedback from, from this, say, God or whatever, right? Because I'm a huge believer in God. I, I talk to him every single day out loud, and, and I don't get... The, the like, this is what you need to do. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I just decided that this is what I'm going to do with my I, life. I strongly feel he'll speak to you in different ways. And I feel if you have that feeling and if you, you, you have that feeling and you'll know this is what I'm trying to do. And if, if it's making a positive impact and that's, just, I, you know, same here. You know, I feel like my purpose is to help make somehow, some way positive impact on people, positive impact with people around me positioning people to win and not just myself and i think that's what you're doing with this podcast we're communicating with different with different streams of you know whoever's listening to it, whether different social media or on the internet or whatever it may be is having that positive impact on people and but you again you got to go through that that self journey but you'll i think you'll know yeah you 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 got to know I remember many, many times looking at myself in the mirror and looking at myself deep. And I was like, dude, you're a piece of shit, man. Change it. Change it. And I think a lot of people won't have that real conversation with themselves. It's about having that, that, that conversation. And, and we talked about that, that accountability. We talk about looking yourself in the mirror and, say, and saying, what is it you want? Are you willing to go through the bad days? Are you willing to go through the mud, the storms to get to where you want to be? But even before you say that question, you got to know where are you going? What is it you want to do? What is it do you want to do? What do you, what goal? What's your vision? The power of goals touching that because I think a lot of people don't get that. If you don't have a goal, you don't have a vision, think of it like this. If we're to go drive out to, let's just say, we're going to some place in Nebraska. You know what? Miami. We're going to go to Miami. Without a roadmap, I think both of us would get lost. Yeah. You need a map, a road map of where you're going. And I think that's what a goal and a vision is. It's a map to, to where that lays out to where you go. But at the same note, does it change? Yeah. If we go around the expressway, there's, there's a detour. There's a couple of detours. There's a couple of exits that we're going to miss because we're going to have to change. That's called adaptation. We're going to have to adapt our map sometimes. But what stays the same? 
the vision and the goal. We're still scheduled and planning to go to Miami, but we might have to go a different route. Yeah. I think same thing with your success in life. The same with your life is you're going to say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. But it, it might take a little longer. It might, I might have to go this route or go around this and bypass this. But the destination and goal is still the same. It's just our, our adaptation has, has changed. Being Dr. Howell wasn't a one-year, wasn't a, 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 a five-year whatever process. It was almost 45 years in the making. You are always creating and writing your own story. It's going to take you, and we're continuing to write our story. So Josh Morales, now, you're still writing your story. Whoever business, whatever business is going on, they're still writing their, 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 their story. And so, but the person that you are today is taking you. It didn't happen in a year. Right. It's been a changing of little things here and there in your life that you adapted and said, you know what? And now you are the person today because of all those mishaps or good things or bad things. Same, same thing with me. You know, bad days, good days made me the person that I am today. Yeah, I almost feel like uh, when you have a strong stance on something and your ideas that you're completely misunderstood a lot of the times. <laughs> That's just how it is. I, I say that as a positive thing, though. I think if you think about all the great ones, right? I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm great, but if you think about all the great ones, they were all misunderstood. They were all kind of ahead of their time a little bit. And people didn't get them the, the right way, confused a little bit of their ideas. But all the great ones are misunderstood a little misunderstood. bit. And I, feel, I think that's a positive thing. It's like, hey, you know what? That's a positive thing. Let me ask you this before we finish off the podcast. Uh, what's the future of the Rio Grande Valley look like? Man, <laughs> I'm excited. I think any, any community member, anybody that's into economic development, shop Mercedes, by the way, go to Mercedes, Elon Musk, SpaceX, Tesla, come visit Mercedes, call us up, let's work something out. Any tech, uh, Apple, Google, Mercedes. But I've uh, I think everybody's excited about the valley. It's growing so much, and, and we're seeing it. Yeah. And there's still room here. And, and what we're seeing, being in the real estate sector, is this is what we're seeing. Prices are crazy. Prices are crazy anywhere else. People are leaving California, going to Austin. Prices are crazy in Austin and San Antonio. I guess where, so why a lot of the businesses, and I'll tell you what, a little bit of the secret, why are a lot of these businesses coming to the valley why are you seeing more starbucks why are you seeing more dutch brothers why are you seeing more uh steakhouses and restaurants here why because land here is still pretty affordable we there's room yeah there's room and it's still pretty affordable you can buy a nice home here a good size home here for half the price then if we're to go to austin san antonio dallas area houston area are you kidding me I mean, that's like apartment cost. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. well, there's the, the future of the Valley with the right leadership in place and the right goals and vision, the people directing our, 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 the Valley and economic development, it's going to, it's going to boom. I mean, the Valley is going to grow. Yeah, my, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah, my buddy uh, William Esquivel was telling me that about 30% of the buyers in the Rio Grande Valley are from out of state. That's 30%. That's a lot. My neighbor, I just, I just, my, my neighbor just came from San Francisco. 
moved in from San Francisco. Like, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> older gentleman, too. Older gentleman, San Francisco. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's finish all the podcast and let everybody know where they can get your book, man. So. The book, Positioning Your Team to Win, is available worldwide. It's available on Apple. It's available on, on Amazon. I believe uh, Goodreads just picked it up as well. We're trying to get it into Walmart. Also, Barnes & Noble. It's available online on Barnes & Noble. It's trying to also here soon. You can order it on the store or if there's enough, I'm trying to get it like in the actual, in the store, hopefully they'll sh they should put it in the store as well, but it's available, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Worldwide, Goodreads, you name it, order it online, pick it up, it's a great read, I think you'll love it, uh, I just finished it off with, uh, with the negotiations Bible, if you're into sales, if you're into the negotiations, uh, even with yourself, the negotiations Bible is, is available as well. This is actually my sixth book, and I think you'll, you'll love all of them. But this is my most recent one. And let me know. Leave, leave a comment. Leave uh, something, su suggestion, how we can improve, how we can make it better. That's what it's all about. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jacob Howell. Appreciate your time, man. Hey, thank you so much. Shop Mercedes. Come visit Mercedes. SpaceX, we got some room for you. Uh, See you, you name guys. it. All right, have a good day. God Bye. bless.